Welcome to the Bills Backers of Kansas City podcast with Zach Face and that dude who looks like an illiterate Wolverine. Yeah. Randy, get over here. Hey, Bills fans. I want you to go ahead and pray for us out here in Kansas City because um, we're dealing with hell right now. I have. I'm so jealous of you, Zach, because you don't have to go to work. You're yeah, I had to go to the grocery store today, and it was bad. <laughs> I okay. Here, here we go. This is this is this is coming out now. I understand being a fan of a team, and I understand being a diehard. I'm a Bills fan. I've been a Bills fan for 30 years. I get it. What I do not get is how the Chiefs fan base has gone from being very, very similar to the Bills and very, very tolerable four years ago to they are currently the most obnoxious people I've ever met. I have been interrupted at work five times every day by teachers, by other professional teachers who will interrupt my class to say stuff like, oh, do we bring, do you need some tissues? Do you need some tissues? And my response is, do you remember that four years ago, your team was irrelevant? Do you remember that before you drafted (laughs) Mahomes, your team did nothing? They were the one and done of the AFC. Do you remember getting whooped by the Patriots every year, just like we did? I am just so obnoxious, like I'm so annoyed with this fan base they're they're and, 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 and i won't blanket statement this not all cheese fans are like this but the ones that i have been encountering ever since this game have been just the worst the worst and you know what's worse than people who come after you is the people who come with condolences i don't need your apologies <laughs> i don't want your apologies i don't want you to say oh i hope you feel better i don't care it's football like i do care obviously Otherwise, I wouldn't be so emotional about this. But I just want to move on and enjoy the Super Bowl and not have to root against you guys because please don't make me root for Tom Brady, Chiefs fans. Please don't do that. I'm not rooting for the Chiefs, nor am I rooting for Tom Brady in this game. I think I'm just going to root for my Super Bowl squares, and that's basically it. Um, To hell with the rest of them. Um, I really don't care at this point. It's really got annoying to me, Um, like you said. There's been a lot of Chiefs fans that really forgotten where they came from. And it's annoying. Because as a Bills fan, I know we've had plenty of losing seasons. And if we win, I'm not going to be the type to gloat. If you're gloating, it's unbecoming of you as a fan. It... I will, yeah, yeah. I will say I will gloat, but I will gloat for like one hour, two hours immediately after the game. And, and you probably won't do it to the opposing fan base. That's the thing. If I make a comment on our post on Facebook or Twitter, I don't need you as a Chiefs fan replying just to give me crap. I don't need that. Yeah, it would be a general a general post if I made that. Yeah, like, exactly. And that that's expected. You know, if you're a fan of a team, you're entitled to be happy for a win. So, like you said, don't apologize to me. You have the right to be happy. Just don't boast to my face. Um, I guess after that loss, honestly, I didn't have that much emotion. I was just kind of, I didn't really know what to feel. Um, I was not expecting us to go to the AFC Championship game this year. Um, Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I was not expecting us to go to the AFC Championship game this year at all. Um, it was not something I was expecting. But granted, after last week against the Ravens, maybe I had higher expectations than what I really should have had. Um, what what I saw from this game is a team that cannot run the football effectively, that that really screws Josh Allen, um, and a defense that is not able to cover the speed of the Kansas City Chiefs. There's so many weaknesses on this team that, you know, were showcased by the Chiefs in that game, including coaching. And I'm not going to be somebody to just talk the positives about the coach. You know what? He should have he should have went for it for a touchdown on in the third quarter instead of kicking that field goal. That was a terrible not, losing play not, call. Uh, not even just in the third quarter. In the second quarter, you had a chance to kick a field goal or score a touchdown. And I know it was closer at that point, and people might be like, well, take the points. But the way your defense was playing, you need to know there that you got to get the touchdown. It's the statement. You were on the three-yard line. You got to punch that well, in. And I, and I get that, but at the same point, I think it could be demoralizing in that case. If you don't score, if you don't put points up to end the half, that could be more demoralizing to your team than it's going to gain you by scoring. I um, but. Say. But it sucked the energy out of the Bills fans who were yeah, in the building. Yeah, it did. Like you, you got to tell me it had to. You can't tell me it didn't affect Josh Allen. You're telling him you don't trust him to get two and a half yards. Really, right. really, you don't trust him um, because you know he wanted to go for it, but you just didn't have the trust in him. And maybe it's because of the run game. The only person that could run the ball for the Bills on Sunday was Josh Allen. That's it. Yeldon had some flashes, and honestly. Singletary, I don't care if you're on this team next year. I really don't. You're nothing special. You know, if we can find something better, Moss had had flat, better flashes throughout the year. Um, Singletary, I mean, that missed catch. He dropped the ball. That was a big shift in the game because we could have scored if we would have moved the ball down and scored in that situation, but instead we punt and the Chiefs put up a touchdown. Demoralizing. Yes. No, that was a backbreaker, and that play was, like, right in front of my seat. So, you know, I don't know if it came through on the television how wide open he was. If he had caught that, he was probably good for, like, 15, 20-yard gain easily. Yep. That's kind of what they said on, on TV, too. So, yeah, it that was ridiculous. And another thing that's just really getting to me right now, it's grinding my gears, it's the officiating allowing the Chiefs to to just be so dirty. I don't know if you saw live there, but Jones punched Feliciano like in the first quarter. And uh, we yelled it. We yelled it from from the upper deck. Apparently, the ref didn't hear us. Oh, so you yeah, saw it saw from it. the upper deck, but the ref couldn't see it. That's complete bullshit. Excuse my language, but come on, you've got to be kidding me. That that is really setting the tone for the rest of the game, and that is what allowed tempers to rise and boil over in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the, the officials did a really bad job of managing the game. Um, and that blown call, I agree. I had Chiefs fans coming at me today, or yeah, at me today for school saying that the Bills were playing dirty. I was like, the Bills were playing dirty. Why, because we shoved their freaking yeah, linebacker after we, he was standing we, over our quarterback? Because we shoved because we shoved your linebacker, because we protected our quarterback, because when you drove our wide receiver into the ground like 30 seconds after the play clock. And by the way, did you see how long it took the ref to throw a flag on that? 
Yeah, it, it took a while. And so they definitely weren't punishing the guy for the late late tackle, that's for sure. Yeah, Josh probably shouldn't have thrown that football, but that was funny as hell. I'm not going to lie. Um, and upon, upon further review, I'm not going to say he didn't mean to do it because I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah. But he could have been trying to just pass it back, like just get the ball away from him. You know, quarterbacks do that when they're done with a the play. They're just like, here, just get the ball out. I don't know. He domed that dude. <laughs> But the guy stood right over him, and what do you, you know, the Bills fans that are complaining about that, I I saw um, somebody on Twitter complaining about it. Are we forgetting about the time where Gronkowski completely dove, dove bomb Trey White and nobody came to defend him? Nobody came to protect him at all? And Bills fans were ticked off that that didn't happen. And now we have guys who are protecting our quarterback, and that's what you want to see out of your linemen. Let, let me ask you this. Did that, because on, on, in person, I looked at that and I said, that's a taunting penalty. That should be taunting. What happened? Remember when Trey White casually flipped the ball back and he was trying to flip it to the ref and they threw a taunting flag because they yep. said he was throwing it towards the sideline? I think that was Zach Moss, but yeah, I remember yeah, that. But like, what, what, what is going on here? And I get it. I get that they're, they're the new Patriots and they're going to get the calls, but call a fair game. Yeah, and I, I hate to say it, um, you know, I think one of the things I told my wife was I'm not as upset the game because I feel like the refs didn't really screw us at the chance of winning. The Bills just didn't show up, but the refs just kind of irritated me, um, and it got kind of ridiculous. Not only did we have the punch from Jones hitting Feliciano early in the game, but the very next play after that, they full-out freaking wrestling moves Stephon Diggs. Um, that was penalized, so thank you, refs, about, for catching that. It was penalized that. about a minute after it happened. We were sitting in the upper deck. We saw it happen, and all of us, we're, there's six of us in our pod, and we're just looking at each other like, um, is anyone going to do anything? And if you notice on that play, it's not the line judge who throws it. It's the back judge. Back judge, yep. All the way from the backfield. So the line judge obviously had some money on this game. Yeah. Or just didn't want to make that call. But the back judge comes in with common sense and goes, uh, dude, you got to throw that. Josh Allen had to come over there complaining for the flag for it to happen. And it yeah. shouldn't have been that way. And Josh got hit many times after the whistle or as he was going out of bounds in that game. It was a very dirty game by the Chiefs. Um, and... Honestly, I'm not mad at Feliciano, and I'm sure as hell not mad at Dawkins because Dawkins came in and knocked him down while he was down some more, and I was laughing my butt off. I was like, come on, let's go. And I'd, I'd really, really like to know what McKenzie said to Diggs on the sideline to get him not to go into that because I don't know if you saw it live, but Diggs was raring to go, and McKenzie was in his ear, and all of a sudden Diggs just kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah. So overall, just not a great showing from the Bills. Yep. Um, would I would I go again? Absolutely. I will never take the AFC Championship game for granted, and the opportunity to go to it was awesome. Um, but obviously, not not the game we wanted. Yeah, it was disappointing. I think we definitely need able, need to be able to run the football. Um, I don't know if that's our line coach if they're not opening the holes enough or if it's on our running backs Singletary didn't have a problem last year um all of a sudden it seemed like there was an issue being able to run the football and our defense all of a sudden just went to crap and you can't tell me they figured out our defense 
I, I just don't know what, what's happening there. Um, there was a press conference today with Sean McDermott asking kind of what, what the glaring needs are, and he said, obviously, it's too early. We're on Tuesday after a loss. Um, but the main thing I will say is we need to be able to run the football better. And so if if that isn't something to make Devin Singletary worried, I don't know what else is. Um we need to do better on that that side of the field. Our and then I can't even be mad at our our wide receivers for not getting open because Diggs was double teamed. We had a we had a wide receiver playing on a broken leg. And on top of that, we had Gabe Davis who was running around on a bad ankle that he should have been playing on. That was bad coaching. I would have rather seen Stills out there who could maybe at least run full speed to get open it it was set up for failure by our coaching staff in that situation we need to put put the best players on the field to allow us to succeed and they did not do that i agree i think that mcdermott being a product of andy reed and part of that andy reed coaching tree i think mcdermott tried to get a little too creative like maybe he outthank himself um because maybe he was going well andy's gonna think i'm gonna do this so i want to do that um but sometimes just make the obvious choice because when it comes down to it, coaching is about putting players in positions to succeed. And I don't think putting a Gabe Davis that's hobbling out there or a Cole Beasley that's playing on a broken leg out there is putting him in a position to succeed. I understand that you want to earn the right and you want to let players earn the right to play. And, and I understand Beasley wanted to play, but how effective was he? I mean, he didn't look from, from, from our vantage point, he looked pretty useless. He, he was open get... on TV quite a bit. Josh was missing him, but that makes you wonder if Josh wasn't confident in him, um, didn't want to throw him the ball to get him hurt even worse. Um, I don't know. It, it's terrible, but at that point, you know, I would have I would have thought we would have had a tough time against the Bucks in the Super Bowl with the way we played. If things would have turned around and we would have had some miracle comeback at the end of the game, I would not have been too excited heading into the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I kind of want to vent have our event session end. I want to take a break and then I want to come back and sum up the season and talk about the draft a little bit. Obviously we're still a ways out, but I think at this point I've said my piece. Here's what I will say. The tailgating was wonderful as it always is. Kansas city is a great tailgate city and the people who were the, the chiefs fans who were at the game tailgating. Wonderful. No one, you know, there was some friendly banter back and forth, but for the most part, classy people. Um, but just the after the game, sore winners are worse than sore losers. And it, the, this city feels like sore winners right now. Yep. Uh, and one thing I wanted to say was, you know, I've, I had a few fans text me and they were not too, too ridiculous. I mean, honestly, one of my friends that I had on the show earlier in the week or later in the week last week, he didn't even text me at all. Um, and I had somebody else text me and say, you know, that, you know, it's too bad. Like, you guys are a good team. Looking forward to playing you next year. And, you know, I'm good with that because we, we'll see you next season. We're already coming to Arrowhead in the regular season. That's going to be a hell of a game. Um, I'm hoping our teams learn kind of what they need to do to beat this team. And it sure as hell is not man coverage against Tyreek Hill because he burned us for 71 yards. We're backing off the line. You know, they were playing off the line 5, 10 yards for Travis Kelsey, you do that. He's just going to come out and take that easy curl. And I know you want, are wanting to stop ranting, but I've got just a couple more things. 
you know, this overpaid defensive line. We need more out of them. They're so small, they can't get pressure. All right, I'm going to disagree with you, but go ahead. Now, Jerry Hughes did excellent. And Epinesa almost got in there for a sack at one point, which is great. I just, I need to see more out of our defensive line, um, especially stopping the run. That's one thing that the Chiefs were able to do successfully. With their front four, they were able to stop our run game. So that allowed them to do a better job in coverage. We were not able to do that. We cannot trust our four down linemen to stop the Chiefs' run game. That was why we had to worry about Poirier coming in for the run, Milano stopping the run. There's too much of a concern there. You shouldn't have to do that. Trust your four linemen to make the tackle, and I don't think we're at the point where we can do that. Well, so I'm going to disagree with you that we're not at the point. I think we are at that point. I think we really, really missed Starla Tulele. Well, yeah, exactly. That that was something I did want to say was if we add Star to this equation, yes, we should be able to stop the run. Is Star going to be able to play next season or is he just going to hang the cleats? Uh, I don't know because he's not conditioned. He's been off for a season. We'll see. Um, I'm I'm hopeful that he'll play for us, but... We need to do something. If it's star, great. If we need to draft somebody, that's another question. I don't I don't know. But that's so. ridiculous. But that's my rants for the game. But I do want to say I had a great time at Al's with other Bills fans. It was amazing. Um we sat we sat with a group from Buffalo that traveled in. They they drove in, like got off work and just drove straight through the night. Um props to them. They came in, stayed downtown on Main Street. They were going to check out Taps on Main. Um, they were going to go to Bazookas. If anybody from Kansas City knows what that is, okay, fine. I'm not going to mention what it really is. But they said, oh, is, what's that? And I told them what it was. And they said, oh, well, we're going there. And I gave them some other places to go down there as far as power and light and different things to check out. Um, and it was real fun drinking with them. Nothing beats sitting down with Bills fans from all over the country. You all have one thing in common. It's great. Um, not only did we have that, but Al's was constantly steady, which was awesome. Bills fans didn't trash the place, to my knowledge. Um, they drank them out of a bat by noon on Saturday morning. I helped. Yeah, I bet. I had th- I had two. I was ordering a third and was told we're already out. So I had to drink Bushlight the rest of the weekend. Um, is what it is. And uh, shout out to Cole Beasley's parents who made, made it in the house. But apparently we didn't know because they might have Dirty Randy blocked on Twitter as well. I, I don't know. <laughs> but it, it was good. And we're glad that you guys were able to make it out. It was fun partying with you guys. Um, we're looking forward to a non-COVID game this next season, hopefully. We'll be able to do a lot more, have more of a welcome party for everybody. Um, we're excited for it, and definitely come out to Kansas City for that road game because it'll be a hell of a time. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, so. I would agree. This, this whole weekend has been amazing. This really, even, even the game, it was fine. It's been this, these last two days have been a pain in my butt, and uh, that's more so, you know, sour grapes by me but also just sour losers so we'll we'll hang this up we'll take a break and we'll come back and sum up the season yep we'll be right back all right so the one thing i just kind of wanted to start out because we're going to sum up the season is guys we would have never guessed after that houston loss last year that we would have ended up being in the afc championship game very next year now granted we did not know we were going to get stefan diggs and that was huge 
but this team just played so much better than we expected and we should consider that a success you know if we want to compare you know we want to look at Patrick Mahomes he lost his first AFC championship game and look where they are they're going to their second straight Super Bowl we're not that far off guys don't let it bug you there's always gonna just be one winner at the end of the season and everybody else lost and that's just part of football that's part of being a fan you you've got to expect that you're going to lose some seasons, and it is what it is. But look at the positives that we've got out of this season. That's kind of where I wanted to start. Randy, what what are some positives that you, you've gotten from the season? I, I agree. Had you told me at the beginning of the season that we were going to go 13-3, and three, which actually I believe you did um, before we scrapped our original predictions, but had you told me that we were going to go 13-3 and three and then win two playoff games and play in the AFC Championship game, I would have been ecstatic. I would have said, I will take that all day. Even if you told me, hell, even if you told me we would lose the AFC championship game, I probably would say, I don't care. Like that is a success. Yep. To me this season, the one thing I wanted to see was a playoff win. And I got to see two. Josh got to experience the AFC championship. A lot of the young players on this team, that was their first time in the championship game. I think that experience is huge and it's going to show the next time they go back. Yeah, and let's talk about Diggs standing out there. I don't know if you saw it live. Diggs stayed out for the celebration. You know, he's built different. He really is. He wanted to use that as fuel for the next season, and that's amazing. McDermott had to come out and give him a hug. You know, that was a real tearjerker to me because I'm like, you know, that that's that love that that team's formed. And, you know, he's... Diggs just wants to win so bad. And that was his first championship game that he was a part of. And he just wanted to take in the moment. Wasn't he part of the NFC championship game with the Vikings? Would he have been? I thought he Philly. I thought that would have been before him. Because I, I thought he I made might that be catch wrong. to get him there. I, I don't know. But either Regardless, way. Regardless, it's his first one with the Bills. And let's just say that with Josh Allen, with a quarterback that is successful enough. And I, I've I've seen the hate about Josh Allen that he's only successful because there was no fans that's just people looking for excuses as to why he did not succeed against the Chiefs he didn't succeed because he was not set up to succeed and I'm going to leave it at that so don't put down on our quarterback because Josh put his heart out on that field and he he left everything he had on that football field hell look at his jersey it was covered in grass stains no you, you can't you can't give him crap for what he did. You really can't. And the same with Diggs. Diggs played these, as hard as he these, could being double teamed. These players played their hearts out this whole season, and I can't ask for anything more than that. I mean, it, it was a like they could have opted out. They could have taken the easy road and opted out and said it's COVID. I'm I'm worried. It's going to be hard. I don't want to do it. And they they didn't. They said I'm going to play, and it ended up being a really nice bright spot for most Bills fans for 2020. Probably got me through 2020 in some ways. Yeah, it definitely did. It got a lot of Western New York through 2020 and every Bills fan across the country because it was something to look forward to every week. And we got to enjoy it right up until the Super Bowl. And I don't know, I saw a tweet from somebody that they normally don't look into the draft and this late in the year but they did and it's the same with me normally i'm looking you know at the end of 
you know, week 15 when we're like, eh, we're in the hunt. Okay, what do we need? What What's available? Who's coming out for the draft? I didn't care. This I knew this team was going to do great things. Um, it's exciting. Don't don't be down on it. Um, this, is doing, a, this is a start. This is a start. Yeah. You know, as McDermott said today, Andy Reid is on his eighth season there with the Chiefs. This did not start overnight. You know, it, it took a process to get there. Trust the process. McDermott's only been there for four years, and look what he's done. He's brought the team to the playoffs how many times? Three times in his four years? How are you going to complain? I mean, yeah. he's done he's... a fantastic job. Yes, there were some questionable calls in the game, and he's got to own up to those, which he I think he did. Um but don't put it down on coaching as well. This is exciting. You know, we're we're getting there. We're building a football team, guys. Here's here's a reason to have hope with regards to McDermott's um, poor decisions. Is McDermott used to struggle with time management, clock management, and he focused on that and he self scouted. He said, "I'm I realize that I'm bad at this," and he has improved vastly. In fact, the series in the first quarter. Um, where the Bills were playing. I, I, I believe it was the first quarter. You know, there, there were a few pops in my system at that point, but it was some of the best clock management I had seen. Then maybe it was the first half. Maybe it was the end of the half. Some of the best clock management I've ever seen to make sure. Yeah, that he the, let that clock run down. He did. I, I saw sure. that. Yeah. He didn't waste the timeouts early. Um, he said, you know what, we're going to let it run down and you'll get your shot at the end zone. You're going to have time. And that was great. And another thing he did successful in that game was McDermott has not been too great with challenges um in seasons past he won a challenge in the afc championship game with tyreek hill stepping out of bounds you know i'm sure he had some help from upstairs but you know he got a he, challenge successful and he stepped he stepped out on the opposite side of the field so it wasn't a, even on the Bills sideline it was on the Chiefs sideline and yep. like whoever his eye in the sky was did a great job yep so guys don't don't be down on it the only thing that you know it's a hot take I need to see more out of Edmonds. Um, if Edmonds, if the reasons why he's not being successful is because Latula is not there, then he is not the superstar that people say he is. You don't need to rely on that if you are as great of a player as you say you are. I want to see more instinct out of him. You know, he's athletic, and he's that's great. He is. He's huge. He's athletic, but there's times where I think he lacks, lacks instinct hitting the holes he might be hitting his right gap but that instinct needs to be there to bounce out make a tackle um i don't know i'd like to see better you know matt milano has done a way better job um and he's he's dealt with the same defensive line in front of him so i don't know i want to see more out of him i know it's his first year really as leadership on this team you know he had he lost zoe which was terrible and before that, he lost Kyle Williams, you know, two big key players for our defense. And he's had to step up as the leader on the field. And so I imagine that has been tough on him, but I just need more out of him. You are our first round draft Zach, pick. Zach Bates hitting, hitting Edmonds with that, uh, the reverse jinx. Yeah. Every, you know, you're, you're just giving him the decline treatment. That that's fine. It's it's worked. Um, I'd really like to see more out of him because I like the kid. You know, he's young, he's he's huge. He's a freak. I mean, he look how big the dude is, and he's so young. Um, but 
he could be this superstar for us, and I just want to see that. But other than that, you know, we've kind of hit on, you know, our excitement from this season, and I think we're we're very excited for next season. Um, what are some positions that you feel we need to target in the offseason, uh, whether yeah. that's re-signing guys that are going to be free agents or bringing in free agents slash draft? Yeah, I'm going to give you two positions. Number one, this is probably going to surprise a lot of people, but we need a tight end number two. Yep. I do believe Knox is developing into a nice tight end. Now, whether or not he's a tight end two or tight end one, debatable. But we need a solid tight end, and I would not be upset if the Bills go tight end in the first round of the draft. Um, It's going to be hard at 30th. It's going to be hard. Number two, uh, CB2. We need someone across from Trey White. Those are my two positions where – I will be very happy if the Bills go after those positions early in the draft. All right, Randy. I, I agree 100%. Those were two positions on my list. CB2 was listed, and I definitely had tight end listed. We have Croft that we are going to lose in free agency. Um, we have a question mark with Tommy Sweeney, who had a health issue with his heart condition due to COVID this year. Are we going to have a, a healthy Tommy Sweeney come back? And is Tommy Sweeney even the guy? Is he going to be a tight end too? I don't know. Um, I'd like to bring in some more competition there, especially if you're going to lose Tyler Croft. Um, another position that I want to look at on our offensive side of the football, there's two. I want to see p- improvement at the guard position. Feliciano, you know, there's questions for him. He is a team guy, and I love that about him. I love what he did for Josh Allen. I love that he's bought into the process. He does a great job pass blocking. Um, There was a time where he slingshotted a defensive player right into Josh Allen in that game. The guy didn't end up sacking Josh, but it was was bad by him. Um, So I'd like to bring in... one, he's going to be a free agent, so we're either going to need to re-sign him or we're going to need to bring in somebody else. But Botger's not the guy. Um, he, he improved, but I don't want to see him as our starting guard next season. Um, so guard is definitely a position to need, in my opinion. Um, and Cass- Brian Winters is not the guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. It, it, he's out of my mind by now. Um, and offensive tackle is another question mark for me. Um, you know, Daryl Williams has done great. He, he had a terrible AFC championship game, but he had an amazing year for the Bills, and he will be a free agent this year, and the Bills need to make a big decision. Do they give him a payday and risk not being able to bring Matt Milano back? Um, I don't know, but you, you're going to need to do something at that tackle position because Niseki is also a free agent. So that's a position of need, in my opinion, along with the tight end. Um, those are all I had offensive side of the ball. Defense, pretty easy, okay? So we got cornerback two. Big liability. I do not want to see Norman back there. No. Norman, you are a liability. Wallace, free agent. We need to look at bringing him back if we can. Is he cornerback two? I don't think so, but he's a great depth player, and I'd love to keep him. Um, other than that, not too much on the defensive side of the ball. I'd like to see a good, good pass rusher. Um, somebody, if you can, but it's really going to be hard at 30th overall. Um, especially with the cap space going down, everyone's brought up the idea of JJ Watt. I wouldn't mind it if we can find a way to do it, 
but that's that's a big if there. Um, I know Houston's in cap cap jail right now, and so they will look at getting rid of him to free up some cap space. But the Bills just are not in the ability to take on that cap space without some serious moving around of funds, which Big Baller Bean can probably do. If you're listening to this, Brandon, it's okay. We trust you. Um, I know Haley's listening. Hi, Haley. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's that's an exciting position as well just because you don't know how you're going to do it. It's going to have to be veteran. Um, Addison was supposed to be this great edge rusher, rusher for us. We paid a lot of money for him. Same with Trent Murphy. And we just really did not see the return on investment in those positions. So that's something that I'm looking forward to uh, as something that we can go after in this next year. Um, Punter, Bohorquez, go ahead and resign him. Uh, why not? He proved this year that he's able to do it. Now, he only punted the ball like 48 times in the regular season. Josh Allen had like... 50 touchdowns so you know Josh Allen had more touchdowns than Bohorquez had punts but you know he he did a successful job so keep doing that and put some respect on Reed Ferguson's name best long snapper keep best him around for a long while snapper in the league yes so, so overall great season I'm I'm happy like I'm, I'm obviously in the short term right now I'm a little bummed but when I look back on this season over the summer, I'm going to go, man, what a season. Um, Long term, looking forward to the draft. I know you and I are planning on taking a little bit of a break here because neither of us are really – we're not scouts, guys. We're not draft analysts. Um, I don't watch enough college ball to really be a draft analyst. I watched it. I watch college ball casually. Now, um, maybe we can bring Bruce Nolan on the show as a guest. He's mentioned that he would be available. Um, We'll see what we can do there. Um, We've also had maybe a – potential guests from cover one that may want to come on the show um we'll kind of work out some details with then just follow us on twitter um turn on those um notifications for us because we will tweet out when we're going to put something out for you guys and we're only going to put something out if we think it's really going to be beneficial we're not going to waste our time nor are we going to waste yours and putting out material that we're just regurgitating from other sources um so if we can bring you something different, we will do so. Um, follow us at KC Bills Pod. Um, we're looking at potentially there was the idea from Dirty Randy if he wants to expose his face, maybe doing some a YouTube show, and maybe we could do one of those like within the next few weeks, just as a fun like get you your us our fans together, um, our listeners, and just let's talk talk to you guys just about the season what and. We want to improve as podcasters. This is our first year. And like Randy said on Twitter, since we became podcasters, the Bills have went to the AFC Championship game. Just saying. Um, it's exciting. Um, we, we've had a blast um, getting on here and doing this for you guys. We love Bills football just like all of you guys. So, anyway, that's all yeah. I've got. Randy, you got anything else you want to touch on? No, that's all I got, guys. We're here to talk Bills football, and I'm looking forward to another year. And hopefully in year two, we improve ourselves and go to the Super Bowl and uh, take that thing home because I think I think Buffalo's due. Yeah. So I want one, damn it, in the I famous want, words one. of Al I want to win, win, damn it. <laughs> Thank you, Al, uh, for the great quote of the year. As always, go, go Bills. Bills. <laughs>